Hope. Believe in hope. No, sorry, what? Webs, J-Rod. Webs. Damn. Making your way Damn. in the world today takes Damn. everything you've got. Hot alert. Taking Hot alert. Hot alert. Hot alert. Worries, sure would help a lot. Uh, I did not follow. Uh, I did not follow. Wouldn't that. you I did like not to get away? And just like that. And just like that. And just like that. There's no place like living candle for all year long. All year long, not just the holidays. Every day is a holiday with you, Kendall, with you, Bert. It's a <laughs> jolly holiday. It's every day's a holiday it, when there's something to celebrate, like a brand new podcast episode of those whoever you like. You know, I consider every Tuesday to be Paula Day because that's when Paula Poundstone podcast is released every week. And to me, that's a holiday. And then, I, of course, I followed up with Whoopi Wednesday, where I think about Whoopi Goldberg all Wednesday long and uh, other fun tricks for mental health, but I won't get into that now, Kendra. What were you saying? <laughs> I don't know, but I I will say that uh, I, I hope that people that listen to our show, they're like, oh, it's Cliff and Kendall Day when our show comes out. Uh, wonderful, Kendall. It's a wonderland out there. Your podcast is a wonderland, as I'm sure what the listeners are <laughs> thinking, and that they're, Al- they're like, am I Alice in Wonderland here? Because this podcast is a wonderland. I thought because we're like the caterpillar, and they're like, "Why? Is the, why are they smoking? Why are they smoking? Because <laughs> they are no, because they're on fire. That's why they're on fire. This podcast is on fire. This podcast is on fire. This show is all on fire, Kendall. <laughs> you better better get an extinguisher because it's gonna be a long road. <laughs> we like it hot, hot, hot. Heat wave. Heat Clip, wave. All right, we <laughs> burning through my. Can't keep on buying, tearing me apart. Yes. Speaking of heat, the heat coming off of this new, brand new redone rock quarry here at in in Busheltown. This is they did such a great job. It looks so great. We're here to celebrate the reopening. And what an opening! What a big opening for this redone rock quarry. And they've got the the Busheltown rocks quarry concert going on here later they got a lot of events got you know the moonshine triplets and joanne and you know that's the big name the headlining later that's hours from now we don't have time to get to the small names no we don't we simply don't have time but but cliff it was it was such a small opening they couldn't get all the trucks through so they had to now we have a big open great it is a well it is good and of course you know it's a sort of a, almost a festival type atmosphere crockpot she made just uh, you know thousands of pounds worth 
of crockery out of, you know, rock materials from the quarry. She's been rocking it lately. She's been rocking it, you know. That's that was Kendall's comment on the situation. And I've she's said it multiple times. I'll keep saying it until somebody laughs. <laughs> Through a rocking years, and they, you know, but she's brought a lot of pottery. You know, not really. I mean, it is handmade. It's, but you know, it's not like she chiseled it. It was like dust, and she glued it. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But you know, we never bothered to ask. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. It's one of those things. I've seen her do it, and I don't know how it works. Yeah. I just, I don't even get it. It's like magic. I, <laughs> it is, except for usually when you do magic, I can see how it works because of the stuff poking out of your sleeves. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Cliff, don't get me started. Um, don't get I'll me started. pull out a magic trick. I'll do it right here. I'll do it right here. <laughs> but Cliff, we are talking on this. We're not talking about rocks. Or quarries this week. We just happen to be here. We are talking about some of the best and worst jobs in the movies. In the movies, you know, when you think of movie jobs, give them an when example. I think to myself, Kendall, what what do you mean? Do you mean like the best boy or the or the head grip girl on the no, crew? No, not not jobs on the crew making the movies. We're talking in the movie, like uh, like what you say, like Batman's Butler. Oh, like, like Alfred. Like, All right. Like Alfred. Like like those jobs. Like re- like jobs within the movie. Working at the ad agency with Clark Griswold, where the yes, si- the like highly that. lucrative cereal varnish, wherever you know that. Yeah, like that. That would that would. I don't know. That'd be a terrible job, probably. <laughs> and just like that. Yes. And just like that. So that's what we're talking about. And we're going to start with the best jobs or the worst jobs. I don't know, Kendall. What do you What do you think? I think what, we should flip a coin. Heart? Let's flip All a coin. Right. Uh, heart says heads, flip a coin. Good jobs, tails, worst jobs. It's heads. We're gonna start with the best job. Simply the best. Simply the and now best. we have to find out who's going first. So Cliff, call it. Better than all the rest. Give me some tail. <laughs> Tails, it'd be a tailing, Cliff. But simply the best. It's it, we. I don't know if we mentioned it's a countdown, but uh, if you're listening to this show, you know it's countdown. <laughs> Better than all the rest. They're like yes, Cliff and Kendall. They're the new Casey Kasem's, <laughs> and they're here to count down something now. We're counting. <laughs> you can count on it. <laughs> See, that's my kind of joke. Now what? Now what did we say? I haven't been paying that much attention. I just assumed things would work out. This is. The good jobs, and I'm going first. That's correct. Good job. I knew it. I was a test for you. <laughs> See if you would agree or not agree. All right, Kendall, number six. You know, when I think of movie jobs, like, you know, Batman's butler or Superman's butler or, you know, things of that nature, uh-huh. uh, groundskeeper of Hogwarts, something like that. This is one, and this is from recent. I know, you know, Halloween is over, and I didn't miss it. I enjoyed it, and it was, well, you know, it was good times and bad times. Good times and bum times. We've We've seen it all, (laughs) and my dear, we're still here. But anyway, you know, it was a regular Halloween around here, but it is over. But once in a lifetime does an event come along. Like Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, yeah. 
the rest of my life will be divided into two parts. The part before Hocus Pocus 2 and the part after. We're in the after, yeah. folks. This is this is AHP right now. Two. <laughs> and so anyway, in AHP2, of course, one of the great jobs that comes to mind. Who does not want to be that shopkeeper guy who was on Veep, who is in Hocus Pocus 2, and he ran the museum magic store that was the once the old Sanderson sisters' house, once an abandoned museum, and now a thriving business in Salem. And just so happens, oops, maybe one, maybe even two, Horrible black flame candles in the back. But wouldn't it be fun and wonderful to be working there at that shop? Kendall, everybody knows what I'm talking about. The iconic Hocus Pocus 2. Cliff, I could not agree more. I think that was a great oh. job. And the only reason I didn't pick it as one of the best jobs in movies, because I already have that job. Because I already sell crystals. <laughs> and, I mean, I practically am that character. We own the shop. I sell crystals. I would bring the sisters back if I could, if I had a, a black flame candle. So, there you I go. I think of you more as, like, you know, kind of like one of these people who all around here works with rocks, here at, like here at the quarry. You know, works with just junk people dug up out, out in the yard. Because they're in such this good shape. Is that why? Oh, well, nobody's ever accused us of being in such good shape, <laughs> Kendall. And that's okay. It's all right. It's not what, not, life is not begin and end on people telling you what good shape you're in. You know, no. hey, the, that usually comes the in the where middle. The fudge. Oh, here. There we go. <laughs> it comes in the middle. They say, oh, you're in good it, shape, and then you get out of shape again. It's a, you know, it's, we're, cha- we're shapeshifters. Uh, that we are, Cliff. We certainly are. Now, Number five on this list. Oh, now, yes. This is a doozy. Lay it on us. You've already alluded to this earlier. Uh-oh. You just didn't even know how Uh-oh. much illusion you were throwing at it when you were singing uh, Jolly Holiday with you, Bert Cliff. Uh-oh. I- I'm talking Chimney Sweep from Mary Poppins. Because <laughs> all you do all day is you just dance on the rooftops. You're like, kick your knees up, step in time. And those people are in such good shape. Well, they are. And they get to hang out with Mary Poppins. Come on. Best job ever. Oh, I don't know. There are perks. But, you just, you know, even if all you perks do. Perks to being burnt. It's just very, very filthy. And I, I predict, even though you are a dancer, if, if they're dancing all day, I don't. I don't have the rhythm. I have to go hang, find Mary and see if I can help her do the dishes or give the kids <laughs> well, medicine. But Cliff, I've got the rhythm, <laughs> and you can also jump into paintings and just go hang out with Penguin. They're all kind of fun stuff to do. They, they, you know, they pretend they're chimney sweets. I've never seen any of them really clean a chimney, though. They're just dancing around. So that, how much work could it be? I don't know, but the, all that much dancing. I'm not saying you could do the dancing, but you... Um, you know, uh, once you're covered head to toe in soot, ashes and soot like Santa Claus, then I, you know, I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion at that I'd point. I'd get used to it. I'd get used to <laughs> that it. That is true. You know, even in the, in the, and this is awful. In the worst ways, we just, as people, we just get used to things. Yes, we do. And then there they are. We're way too used to it. 
Oh, my goodness, Bowers. dear. What a wonderful, oh, such a incredible event. Oh, the rock quarry. Why, it's sugar lump. I haven't seen it looking this beautiful in years. Oh, my. Oh, thank you, Daffodil. I did put on my nicest dress to come down to the opening. Well, you look well, beautiful. You do look great. And so does the rock quarry, as Mr. Snowbottom was saying. They, you both look beautiful. Oh, didn't they do a lovely job. Wow. It's, uh, you know, the first thing I said, Kendo, remember this? From the first thing when we pulled up, and we saw the new facade of the rock quarry. What did I say? I said, wow. Where's my pi- Oh, yes. Yes. I th- well, you Right before that, you said, where's the pizza I ordered earlier? But then that you said, That was before wow. I looked over. And then I looked over. Oh, okay. And then I said, wow. Okay. And because of the facade. It's beautiful. I was stunned. I was like, is this the Metropolitan Museum of Art? Or no, it's the dang Bushelstown Rock Quarry. But it's beautiful. Well, and... And on this wall here, where you enter, they carved a big impression of Mrs. Potter. But I better turn on the side, and you look great in huge detail up there, too. Oh, yes. You know, that's because she was one of the biggest benefactors in the whole project. That was their little, little way of saying thank you. (laughs) So generous. Oh, dear. You know, I'm just doing my part to make Busheltown the best place it can be. Well, as we all should, we shall take a little lead from you, Mrs. Potter, but I better turn and so now are you going to be doing any sort of uh speeches here at during this big concert you know i'm sure i see people out there that are carrying instruments onto the stage and uh crockpot she's oh crockpot's over to the left of the stage and she's putting prices on all those pieces of crockery in the back of that truck that she's trying to sell Oh, yes, dear. Well, you know, of course, they've asked me to say a few words. I can't come to an event without saying a few things. And you see, Crockpot... She's always in high demand, boys. Oh, dear, please. But no, Crockpot has asked to do an auction on some of her pot... The the best-selling pottery pieces. So we're going to have a little auction in a little bit as well. Oh, yes. She's expecting to raise a lot of money. And Mrs. Butter Butter Butter, she's been practicing her auctioneering for days. Well, why don't you give us a little taste of your auctioneering skills, right? You know how they do one little like that, two dollar oh, well, I hate to do it here on the show when I haven't practiced well enough, you know, dear. But I'll oh, oh, I'll see what I can do. Yes. Uh, give me give me five dollars, five dollars, five dollars, five dollars. Down. Give me ten. Down ten. Down ten. Down fifteen. Down fifteen. Down twenty. Down twenty. Down twenty-five. Down twenty-five. Down thirty. Down thirty. Down thirty-five. Oh dear, I just I get so excited. Oh. I get ahead of myself a little bit too much. Oh no, you're pretty good. performing wonderfully, sugar lump. Oh, thank Beautiful. you, dear. Well, I I don't want to hold you. We do have to get back out there and make sure all the music equipment is being set up correctly for the show. Yes, I've got some ideas for the boys in the band about that oh, <laughs> You always got some ideas, Miss Stombottom, to make it better, of course. <laughs> Excuse me, boys. Oh, yeah, please. Please like got some ideas. Please let it turn. Look at them go. They, look at them you go. Know, they just, they're... It's not really their retirement years, I guess, because they're still working. But they're they're just having so much fun here in Busheltown. They just go from event to event. They're they're the unofficial spokespersons of Busheltown. I mean, you know, they're just movers and shakers. They have big hearts, and that's why I think they've risen to the top of the Busheltown social scene. She, you know, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn. She should run for mayor because you know that she last mayor be. got killed in the attacks. She should do it. 
Well, they were killed, and you know the big Brutal. funeral. Well, it was awful. We, you don't have to keep beating a dead horse, especially since it was a horse that died, and it was the well. horse mayor. But the horse mayor died, and I don't want to say any more about how brutal or not it may have been. But they are looking for a new mayor, and I think she would be, I mean, the, the obvious choice. She's got my vote. Could that be her slogan? The obvious choice. <laughs> Mrs. Yeah, Potter Butter Butter Churn for mayor. I think it should be. Because, you know, putting Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn on the campaign slogan, that'd be too long. So just the obvious choice is the better way to go. How about the choice of a new generation? I like that, too. Kendall, this we'll is... workshop. Where are we in this countdown? We just where? did number five. That was a chimney oh. sweep. Keep up, Cliff. We're moving up to number four. Four. <gasps> All right. Well, number four. Shut the door. Shut the door. Indeed. Because I've got to pray. God? Oh. At least I would if I was doing this job. One of the great jobs. In this movie, it looks like such fun to be a nun. In Sister Act. Ooh, a nun they on the run. Sing and they do projects to help the, you know, neighborhood. And they're, I love him, I love him, I love him. And where he goes, I'll follow, I'll follow, I'll follow, I'll follow. I will follow him. Follow him wherever he may go. Then, et cetera. How much fun. Oh, my God. To be a nun. And then you get to have a little late night ice cream party in the kitchen. I think it would be a blast. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> I'm glad we agree on something. Um, a nun and, and from Sister Act. Many times we've talked about we would really love wearing the habit because they're just so free flowing and so much, you know, space. That's the unspoken uh, biggest perk of all. Uh, you I don't have it, to <laughs> your wardrobe taken care of. <laughs> it, and it expands I with you. Well, that that is a, a really good job, and I, I agree with you. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Now, I have another job, and you you came close to mentioning that earlier too. You're hitting all my all my jobs here so close. You were talking Uh-oh. about a groundskeeper Uh-oh. at Hogwarts, but I would not want to be a groundskeeper. I can't deal with all the those scary animals, you know, I can't, I can't deal with that. There'd be a lot of poop you have to clean up. I prefer to teach potions because oh. come on, Cliff, wouldn't that be just a blast to teach potions at Hogwarts? I think it, uh, emphasis on blast. If your students would probably be blowing <laughs> shit up day after day, mixing the wrong ingredients. That's fun too. It's all a learning <laughs> process. It's all a process. As long as we're learning. It's yeah. all that really matters in life, isn't it? I think at Hogwarts, people expect potions to explode. You know, it happened a lot in the movie, so why not? Why not? I, indeed. I think that would be good. What would be the first potion that you really would make that's not for a selfish reason? Oh, well, you, hold on. You just took out the first 30 potions. Let me think about this for a second. Um, probably like a, a potion to help people that are having like ailments. Like with, with pain, maybe like where you'd mix up a potion, they could take it and it would it would ease their pain. Mm. Anti-pain potion. Anti-pain potion. I'd call it Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're moving on up. We could do number two or do the next segment. What would you do, Kendall? WWUD. What would you do? 
What would you do? What would I do? WWID. What would I do? What, 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 I'll, I'll tell you. What, 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 I'll, tell I'll tell you, you what, what I do, Cliff. Go ahead and ask me a question. I'll tell you what I'll do. Here's what happens, Kendall. Oh, not that. Oh, why did that happen all the Not time? that. This is uh, irrelevant to the story. <laughs> Just getting it out of the way. Here's what happened, though. One day, or actually one night, you wake up in the middle of the night, and a voice... It's every night. Voice doesn't oh. do that. It beckons you <laughs> outside, and it you know says something like, Kendall, come outside. And you, you follow it, because you're like, all right. Why not? And Why not? Who, who, who is there at the end of the sidewalk in front of your house? It is a six-foot-tall rabbit that says, Hey, Kendall, the end is coming in 28 days and seven hours and six minutes. And then he vanishes. But you know he was there because there's a big, huge pile of rats Scat, rabbit scat <laughs> there rat not I just you I just don't you just want to say rat scat rat scat rat scat but it's rabbit scat and which is less fun to say but more accurate to the well, story. there's probably rat scat there too rabbit scat aside or below Kendall what would you do in this bizarre situation well you know he probably he was probably eating tricks first of all and I was like silly rabbit oh. tricks are for kids and so now I've got some no wonder the shit was just all yeah, over so I've taken his tricks Multicolor. and now I'm eating his tricks first I gotta do that first um but then you know why like it, it's like one of those things when you have time travel and you're like Oh, I'd go back and warn people this is going to happen. Nobody's going to believe you that a time traveler came or that a six-foot bunny showed up in your front yard. So why tell anybody? I would tell you, you know, and Susan, and I like people I know, but I wouldn't, like, go blabbing it to everybody. I'd say, let's all enjoy this time. Let's, you know, do some fun things. Go to Disneyland. You know, that kind of stuff. Make amends. Make amends, number one. Make, make a potion to make, make people, you know, it's less painful during the end. There you go, Kendall. All right. Look at me. That's what you Look would do. Look at me. That's what I do. All right, Cliff. You go to the DMV here in Busheltown, and you know that they're already slow already, and you're super rushed because you have to use the bathroom real bad. And when you walk up to the counter... Who is there but Terry the Temp? She's filling in. Yeah. And she says, oh, hi, Cliff. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're here. The guy that's over there waiting. He works for a huge music company and is in the town looking for new artists. And I know you'd be great. And I, when I went, I told him, you know, I've got to tell you about this guy here. It's perfect pitch. So anyway, you go over and you talk to him because you're like, got to. Got I don't to. care if I have to poop or not. I got to go talk to this guy. All right. And Cliff, the guy, he's like, well, let me hear a few lines. Let me hear a little perfect pitch. And yeah. you're like, got it. Ready to go. So you start belting out some buble hits, you know, and you get to those real high notes and everybody's starting to turn around. They're like, oh, my God, he's who is buble in here. Uh -huh. And no, it's you singing. Right. And then all of a sudden, when you hit that high note, uh oh, brown note, you just it all just comes flying out and you've got the attention of everyone, including this music producer. Now, I know people are like, well, I'm going to give them a standing ovation either way. But what do you do? Well, I don't, you know, I would have pre-prepared by wearing black pants. And <laughs> black pants, nobody, 
is you know any the wiser and so as it comes out you know people are already enamored as you said the record producer already is you know pulling up the contract on his phone so i you know that last note hits and then i say i'll be right back and I, you know, <laughs> run to the bath. I find you, and we switch pants, and uh, then I come back, and the rest is history. Oh, there you go. That's what you'd do. That's what I would do. All right, Kendall, let's see what you would do in this situation. You'll be asking All yourself, right. WWID. After I will ask. After a tiff over the toilet seat, Kendall, Susan demands that you sleep outside. She just can't even stand the thought of you in the house that night. <laughs> and you, you know, go out to the patio and you drift off on a lawn chair and you wake up later and oops, in the night, you know, you sleep like a rock and you were taken, unbeknownst to yourself, by a giant spider. And not, not unlike the ones that Hagrid, the groundskeeper uh-huh. of Hogwarts, knew. That's why I couldn't be groundskeeper. Well, and here you are anyway. <laughs> it wrapped <laughs> tight, basically mummified in spider webbing. Webs, J-Rod. Webs. <gasps> and, you know, you're just you're just like you're glued in one place on a giant spider web. Kendall, what would you do, WWID? Oh, well, let's see. Luckily, I always carry my trusty pocket knife in my pocket, you know. So I'm, I'm like, oh, if I could just reach down here and grab this, I could I could cut free. And so but I... But of course I, you I, can't because pocket. your hands are webbed tight to oh, your sides. Years of doing magic, I've got so much extra strength in my hand, I can just pry my hands out to grab that pocket watch or that pocket knife. And oh, I, but you see, it's a pocket watch and not the knife because you do that, grab the That wrong was in my thing. other hand. That was in my other hand because I wanted to time myself to see how quickly I could do it, <laughs> you know, from magic record as well. Yeah. So I've got it out and I'm cutting out those webs. And, you know, I probably get like half of it cut when the spider comes back and eats me. So, and I yeah. die horribly in a, in a spider web. Webs, J-Rod, of course, that was, that, oh, that sounds about right, now that you, you know, put it that way. See, you gotta, gotta let me finish the story, you know. <laughs> you know where it's going. All right, Cliff, my next question oh. for you. You have, on a whim, you're like, I decided I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm, I'm going to get, get a tattoo. tattoo. And when you hear what you're getting, you're like, yep, that's true. Yeah. You're going to get a full size all on the front of your arm, like a sleeve of Miss Piggy's face. Uh-huh. That does sound about right. Yeah. And I'm, of course, I'm completely, you know, on board with this. I'm like, yes, you got to go do it. So you go down to the uh, tattoo ink down there. Yeah. And you go to get your tattoo and they say, hey, you know, we've got this intern. We're letting them do tattoos. Are you okay with this? And for some weird reason, you're like, sure, I'm okay. Uh And so they start to work on it. And, you know, hours go by. They've been working on this so long. And then they take your blindfold off because they're like, we want to surprise you, you know. <laughs> and they take it off, and it is the wor- worst looking tattoo you have ever seen. It looks like a melted wax candle of Miss Piggy just like drooping down the side of your arm. And it just looks awful. What do you do? Well, I would first just ask myself, why did I agree to the blindfold? I understand maybe doing it. I know. Letting the intern do this, but Cliff, well, what were you thinking? And then, 
you know, I would just try to be positive like we learned on your birthday show. <laughs> I would say, excuse me, intern. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you did your best. But, you know, go get somebody with a little bit better and we'll get them in here. Give me get a consultation on, uh, you know, how to fix this and make it, you know, how people, you know, they tattoo something over it. And, you know, people, a lot of hot hunks, they have like big, you know, stripes all over their arms and stuff. So, you know, it look different on me, but... You know, I mean, we'll explore options. I'm sure the tattoo parlor would want to, you know, Tattoo Inc. Incorporated. They're going to want to make amends somehow. Maybe give me some free T-shirts, some free, uh, you know, accessories or whatever, free piercings. So, you know, it could lead to a whole new life. Well, that's a good story, but I don't know if you'd be that calm about it all. But I I hope you would. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you at least hope I would. Uh, you know, hope's the best thing I can do. Hope. Believe in hope. <laughs> All right, Kendall, this, oh, this sounds just like you. You fart, and somebody behind you says, is there a dirty diaper in here somewhere? And you confess, well, it was me. That's how mine smell. And this person is so grossed out. That they reveal they're not even a person at all. They're an evil genie out for revenge. And they think of a quick curse because they're in a rush and they don't want to waste a whole lot of time. Got a quick curse. So they, you know, they decide that, ooh, you shall be cursed that every time you fly, you know, like on a plane, Mm -hmm. a fly, the bug, will unzip your fly, your zipper. What would you do, WWID? There's no way around it. Well, Cliff, I mean, let first of all, when I'm on a plane, I have to pee so much anyway that let's just face it, it'll be good to have the zipper already down and ready to go. But see, the thing about a quick curse is that they don't last very long because they didn't spend uh, the right time to do the full curse. So a quick curse, trust me, I'm a potions teacher at Hogwarts. Uh-huh. These quick curses, they just don't last like the real ones do. It's kind of like in bed knobs and broomsticks where it only... Short amount of time, you know, so there you go. Well, call me, call 41 the age of not believing, because I think <laughs> that uh, maybe you're going to be very annoyed when this fly keeps unzipping your flies. You fly well, that's why I just leave it so, down. But I like it. You know, well, that's why uh-oh. I fight it. Let's just leave it down, and then I can, when I need to go oh, pee God. on the plane, I'll be ready to go. Kendall, you're trying to get your name disassociated with Harvey Weinstein <laughs> and Woody Allen and the horrors. I'm of not the world. showing anybody. I'm just using it to use the restroom. Anyway, all right, Cliff. Uh, you are walking along down in Busheltown, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this telephone booth appears, and you're like, "What the hell? Uh, oh my God, it's a telephone! I do remember what that a is. Phone booth? Yeah. You're like, what? Uh, what is going on? And then what, the where door, it, what it's going the on? doors open, and out from the doors steps an older fatter version of you and me oh how is that possible they're like cliff we're from the future we we have to warn you i know that you've you've both decided to be positive and you're like i don't need to exercise or anything because i just i'm happy the way i am but they say because of our bad choices we continue to get more and more unhealthy and they say one day you're called to come sing do this gig at, uh, at the radio station, and you're like, oh, I just don't feel like even getting off the couch, and you don't do it. 
And lo and behold, that moment is when Madonna is passing through Smackover onto she's it's this, she's 112 now and she's doing a new tour. And uh-huh. if she sounds like her, I know. And if she heard you, she'd have been like, "Oh my God, he's got to come be my opener." But you never made it to the radio station, so you never went on tour. And they said the only way that you can change your future and not have the same fate that they did is to exercise five hours a day. What do you do? Well, first, I tell everyone, including you, that I don't like your insinuations about weight and exercise. Not about weight. It's about it health. Is, you're no. saying, listen, to us is from the future. Mm-mm, wrong. So, uh, the, listen, whatever their message was, they told me the only thing that I needed to know, which was... If they call from Ryan 99 or whoever you said to come do a quick musical performance, I'll be ready. That being uh, said, I will. I don't. We we haven't said we'll just eat whatever and be huge. We you know, but we said we're just not gonna shame, shame, shame ourselves the way we you know did for the last the first fifteen years of the show. You know, so. Anyway, but you know, did I answer you? I think I did. I'll be ready. I'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be ready. He always finds a loophole. Yeah, was, I mean, it was right there. All right, Kendall. That's right all. That, well, that's all I would do. Looks like I know uh-huh. what you're doing. All right. Well, let's get back to that countdown Uh-oh. then. Oh, are we ready for number two? I think Hallelujah. we are. Hallelujah. All right. Looks that way. Well, speaking of. The Queen, Madonna, out on a tour. Uh huh. The best movie job uh, from me, number two on the list, comes from a movie starring the Queen, Madonna, from oh about thirty-two years ago. And in this film, she had a. Fantastic job. And there's only the only reason that I don't have this job in real life is because just these these kind of joints don't much exist, especially not in Busheltown. A nightclub singer uh, like I was gonna say I know where this Breathless going now. Mahoney in Dick Tracy and she would sing sooner or later you're gonna be Sooner or later, you're gonna be fine. Baby, it's time that you faced it. I always get my And I could do that, but do you know, it's just so hard to find a place like the Club Ritz in Busheltown. Nightclub singer. You know, it's... It's because there's just not enough nightclub singers still around to do it. But if since you're do, gonna be doing the job, they'll be like, "Look, we got a nightclub singer. We gotta open up a nightclub." But a nightclub singer, you know, he's sort of a curly from the Three Stooges type, proudly, and <laughs> you, know, you know, and then I can see it. I can see it now, Kendall. I can see it all. Well, look at you. That's what a job. What a what job. What a job. When you first said. Well, he said, speaking of Madonna, I was like, Ava Perone? <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with her when she, because Ava Perone, at one point she was uh, radio, she sang radio jingles. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought, well, I could say that. There is no soap, no soap like Zaz. No detergent, lotion, or oil with such power in the shower. It's the mother and father of luxury lava, the talk of the bath, the great ointment. One little frolic with new Zaz Carbolic. You scented, you'll be sent. Uh, but I would have had to sing that part if I had <laughs> gone with that. Well, and see, there'd be a huge run on soap after that, so we don't oh, want to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, right, Cliff, right. now that was a good job, but I think you're going to agree with me that number one is really the best job in the world. Simply the best. It is. It's simply the best. And no, it's not in a uh, a little town called Shit's Creek with a apothecary. <laughs> it's not that. I'm talking, Cliff, this is, is happening in New York City. Now, this place... I, I, you will agree with me in a heartbeat when you hear what I'm about to say, that there is no better place to work than with these two wonderful people at Bergdorf Goodman's. I'm talking with right, working right next to Miss Piggy and Joan Rivers at <laughs> Bergdorf Goodman. Isn't that a great place to work? And you can you just have so much fun all day laughing with those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, so long as with you know, it's uh, we're assured that it's Miss Biggie and Joan with us our whole career. It's well, the three course. of us. Of course, uh, that's right. that's the way it will always be in the future. That's the number one job in the world. <laughs> that would be a makeup counter with Miss Piggy and Joan. Who could have- Charles, She'll Charles, stop. Slow down. Slow down with that truck. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Oh, shit. Oh, all the pottery. He just knocked all the pottery off into the quarry. Well, I'm sh- maybe it's so. No, there's no way it's okay. Mm. It's all broken to pieces, I'm sure. She worked so hard on all those. Oh, uh, well, you know, from rocks, back to rocks. Ashes to ashes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's, you know, I've got to, first I have to go to the bathroom, and then second, we've got to take a break. Okay, yeah, we'll be right back. I'm in shock right now. Yeah, take a picture and see what it looks like. (laughs) More sass right after this. You make this shot, you can have anything you want for dinner. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Mom. You got it, Superstar. Kids love Kentucky Fried Chicken, just like other folks. And with all those delicious fixins, what a meal. It's finger looking good! Real goodness from Kentucky Fried Chicken. And now, welcome back to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Nothing to do. Nothing to do. Watergate. 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 Watergate.
back, welcome, welcome back. back, welcome back. Cliff, it's a travesty over there. Like I, it, it's, uh, Charles says he he backed up because he wanted to put his truck like in a prominent position. He said he's got some big announcement. And he wants to. He's got the side covered. He's gonna like drop this thing. I don't know what he's planning, but he destroyed all. Well, of I saw a crockpot. I saw her just running and screaming to her car, screaming. I've got to go get some ice cream. I've got to go get some ice cream. And so she's Well, that's because I asked her if she'd go get me some. Not Kendall. She didn't even hear you. You know, when people are in an escalated state, they only hear about 5% of what you're saying. That's how much what you're saying gets through. Mostly when you're freaked out like Crockpot was, screaming herself, running to her car, she's... Counting on, you know, really what she got from you was your facial expression, which was like, whoa, is like one of those faces. That's just my face. I know. So she didn't get anything from that. And so, you know, (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, she's gone and the pottery's gone and Charles is here. It's all gone. It's it. You must be in a heightened state of emotion all the time on this show because you never hear anything I say. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to go on with the countdown. Kendall, would you listen to me? The show must go on. The show is it's simply the worst. These are the worst <laughs> movie it's jobs. It's simply the worst. These are jobs you just really don't want to have. You know, sometimes you just hear of a job, you're like, I don't want to do that. And that's need that's these. not apply. <laughs> I need yeah. not apply because that's not for oh, me. Got, I've got some bad ones, Cliff. I've got oh, some real bad ones. Simply the worst. These are so bad. <gasps> I guess we need to flip another coin. You're flipping right. We do two coin flips in one episode. All right, call it. Three coin flips in one episode. Oh, three. It's a record. I call it tails. Tails. It is again. Tales as old as time. Jobs that are the worst. Simply, simply, simply the worst. This one, <laughs> this is a job you don't want. Now, it's in a nice setting. You might think a job way down there, down where it's wetter, would probably be better. But. Take it from me. Have you ever worked <laughs> for a king? And tried to wrangle in his free-spirited daughter, but she just has ideas of her own. And she's just obsessed with a world up there. But you're, you're, you know, you're beholden to the throne and you're trying to do the right by her. And all the while you are, whatever position it was, the royal attache or whatever that Sebastian the Crab was in The Little Mermaid. What a bad job. What a job. You're stuck between coral and a hard place. Oh, it would just be so heart-wrenching. Then you're always at a risk of being caught and, you know, served by a big fat French chef. But now on the opposite side of that coin, it would be fun to have a musical number every once in a while. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's day. Dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around. We just burst into song. There's musical numbers in uh, Nazi Germany, <laughs> Kendall. We don't. That's not. I a guess selling that's point. why I wanted to be a chimney sweep so I could bust into song there and not. I under guess the sea. so. I guess so. Uh, what do we got? A hot crustacean band. Now I agree that would be a terrible job. Always chasing after the mermaids. 
Oh, and you see, you know, the worst part, you love her. <laughs> you want to let her do what she wants because you, you, even though you're a crab, you love her in a fatherly kind of a way. Why won't she see? She has to be part of our world. Oh, yeah. All right. I just rewrite the songs. All right, Cliff, that was number six. No, one or six. Let's see. Simply the worst. <laughs> number five. All right. Cliff, this, uh, you know, there's a lot of these, a lot of them in this movie, and uh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be any of them. All the assholes on Spaceball 1, Cliff, because... When you're an asshole, you're surrounded by assholes, and dark, dark Helmet will destroy you if you look at him the wrong way or push the wrong button or call. That would be a bad job. That would be, be a bad job. One of the worst. Kendall? <laughs> I would hate it. I mean, I'd love to be in space, but not I would want to be one of the one of the assholes. No, it'd be nice to be in space, to be you somewhere with space balls, the placemat. But yeah. not there. Not on that ship. Because if you worked on that ship you'd be in space balls the hospital. Right. I wanna be wherever Dot Matrix is. That's who I'm yeah. wanna hang out See, with. Well she's working at Bergdorf Goodman. See, and that's in a fun <laughs> futuristic spin-off. I think that'd be great. Oh, I love it. We should write it. Let's just go ahead and start that story. Let's just pitch it. I mean, I think that's where Hollywood is. They need a Dot Matrix Miss Piggy crossover. They get AI hey, to do man. Joan Rivers voice. And yep. writes itself after that. <laughs> They'll probably get Chris Pratt to do her voice. Um, yes. <laughs> don't get me started. I won't. I could do it. Let's. I don't want to hear you do a Mario. Hey, Mario. No. And first off, you don't talk to yourself. You say things like, hey, Luigi, I got a dinosaur here. And I got to collect some coins from the princess. I, that's how I understand Mario to work. But I was doing his voice from the game, which, by the way, yeah. not to go on a tangent, but the guy that does that voice is still around. He could do the voice from the game instead of like getting somebody to play Mario, you know. Well, I mean. Just saying. But it's just one of those dumb Thing so like for a movie like that it's like oh we need a celebrity to do the voice I know and we need I know well and here we are and here we are here we are Kendall there what is oh, oh. My goodness oh, oh, I'm so oh, sorry oh, oh. to interrupt dear it seems we've had a change of plan the auction has been cancelled as you know all the pottery is gone oh, it was all shattered at the bottom of the quarry boys oh, just like crockpot's dreams very heartbreaking oh, oh no but yeah the band is playing away having a good time and people are still enjoying the opening of the rock quarry and you see it yes. seems that Charles has a big announcement he wants you to make sure you stick around for us us why why us i don't know dear. Oh. he said it was very important that you both see it what would he be even announcing oh uh, i don't it, know i don't go to straight people's weddings i am so over straight people culture i'm <laughs> heterosexual uh, ages the world of a heterosexual is a sick and boring life Quither, just better i'd be so proud if you was a fag and had a nice beautician boyfriend I never have to worry. There ain't nothing to worry about. I worry that you work in an office. 
have children, celebrate wedding anniversaries. The world of heterosexual is a sick and boring life. It's just the world of a heterosexual is a sick and boring life. And I cannot ugh, stomach. I won't. If that's what it is, if he he's like, I've, here's the woman from the truck stop. We're in love. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, you know, with Charles, there's no telling. He's always keeping us guessing. (laughs) I imagine he's probably announcing some sort of large donation to a charitable fund of some sort. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like him? Oh, just like him. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, well, you guys just let us know and we'll, or, you know, in case we're not listening... Make sure you come and tell us whatever the message was in case oh, okay, we dear. somehow we'll, we'll miss it. We'll wave in your direction to see if you're paying attention. All right. We, and if we don't look that back, you'll perfect. know we're not paying attention. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> keep, right. Us, keep well, us informed. Good sister. All right, dear. Oh, Charles, yeah. Charles, Charles, oh, Charles, 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 all right, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> can, can he just let this be somebody else's uh, moment? All right, Cliff. Um, um, is it time to do some helping? Uh, don't see why not. Let's do it. Come on. It's You've got questions. We We're here. We've got answers. answers. Dear Cliff and Dear Kendall. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait to help some people, Cliff. You know, this is one of our favorite parts it's of the job. It's one of our, it's maybe our favorite. I think we've said it is our favorite part of the job. Of yeah, the job. Well, I was going to say, if, if, this, if this was a movie, this would be the number one Best movie job. Right well, here. for sure. But it's his real life, Kendall. Oh, sadly, it's real life. Yes. All right, here we go. I got a letter right. right here. Oh, I just got a paper Uh-oh. cut from my I'll letter. I'll get Perfect. you a band aid for that. Well, I need some help. All right, Cliff, here we go. Dear Cliff and Kendall, I am so disgusted. My husband has started walking around the house with no underwear, letting it all hang out, so to speak. <laughs> Then he makes comments like, doesn't this look good? I am <laughs> I'm sickened by his behavior. I feel violated. How do I tell him to stop without hurting his male pride? And that's covering my eyes in Gasville. Help him, Cliff. Gendo, I, I have this special bell that I ring over here when there's no helping him. And that was it. Because that's a bit, you get over it. <laughs> Get on the get on the train. Okay, I'll write Susan back can't and tell help, her. Get on the train or get me. off the train. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, get I've got a letter off. over here. This is it. Uh, yeah, all right. Oh, let me open it up. It's all wadded. I don't know why they wrote it. All wadded it up like that. But here it is. It says, "Dear Cliff and Kendall, I've listened to your Dear Cliff and Kendall segment for years, but have not yet heard a listener write in with my problem." My husband, let's call him Mac, is afraid to drive. When we first married 10 years ago, it wasn't such a problem. We lived in a big, bustling city, and the commute wasn't bad. Now, Cliff and Kendall, we have two children, six and three, and I want to move from this bustling, hard-nosed, cold-shouldered city, but we can't unless buses and trains are within walking distance. Matt took driving lessons and obtained his license. The trainer told him that all he needs is practice, but oh, he's too afraid to get it, you guys. Cliff and Kendall, Mac 
is 40 years old, and it's only going to be more difficult for both of us as the years go on and our twilight era (laughs) settles in. Cliff and Kendall, my daughter, attends private school and dance lessons, both of which I drive her to. Soon our son will be old enough to go to school, and who do you think is going to be driving him there and back for all his damn needs? Cliff and Kendall, I can't split myself in two to provide transportation like Darren's in that episode of Bewitched for both of our children. My husband (laughs) and our needs need you, Cliff and Kendall, please. I suggested counseling, but (gasps) he refused. Do you have any suggestions? And that's signed, Driven Crazy in downtown Busheltown. Drop his ass. No, Cliff. Oh, (laughs) get out. If if you're forced to stay in this unhappy relationship where your husband won't help you, then... Just go nowhere, marriage. Yeah, if if that's going to be the case, then I think you shouldn't move out of the city. You need to stay in the city so you have all your friends for support and you have Uber at the ready at all times and public transportation because you don't... Trust me, you don't want to live out in the middle of nowhere anyway. It's just... It's dark and scary out there. Think of how much fun Carrie Bradshaw has in the city even after Mr. Big dies. She's still... You know, finding out who she is in the 21st century. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. So, and just like that, we've helped more people. And just like that, helped. Helped. Put them on the helped pile. Uh, I helped the one by telling them that there was no help. It <laughs> still goes on the help pile. Still counts. They needed to hear it. We That help pile is yes. growing so big. I love it. All right, Cliff. So big. We're going to start a secondary help <laughs> Back to the countdown. Let's see. What number are we? Simply the worst. (laughs) Number four. Oh, Candle, wouldn't this be just the worst? Probably. One of the worst movie jobs. Imagine this. You're the sheriff of a sleepy town. You think, hey, my worst thing I got to do every day is round up some chicken thieves. But lo and behold, one night... From outer space comes a blob. Beware of the blob. (laughs) Damn right. Because you know what? It's going to creep up behind you and absorb you and turn you into one of its, uh, you know, dinners and make part of its huge goo body out of your remains and it will stop at nothing even if you shut the door it comes in the cracks it could come up through the you know flooring the the grates in the floor and you know there's no escaping the blob and what if you're the sheriff of the town with the blob? That would suck. Wouldn't that be a big... It would, that would suck. suck. It would. Suck so bad. That would be the one of the worst. Well, I mean, at, le- at, le- at least you don't have to think about it too long because you're going to be absorbed by the blob. <laughs> yes, you would. You just, you're just firing guns and just <laughs> absorbed. But just put put you out of your misery right away. Get that blob <laughs> on in there. Yeah, that's that's one of those times like when you see like the end of the world movies and people just run and run and try to survive. It's like why run? No. Why why do you want to live around with this blob just always coming after you? Yeah, if the blob is there, just jump into it. Yeah, just go for it. 
just walk up to it and just lay on it and let it absorb you. Do a Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors and run at it with a machete and jump in and, you know, maybe you save the day, maybe you won't. Could be, who knows. All right, Kendall. All right. That was number four. All right. So, oh, we're moving on up this countdown. All right, number three. Now, Cliff, upon first glance, you might say, that might not be a bad job. That's just because we love this movie so much. But I guarantee you, it wouldn't be a great job, Cliff. And that is working in the netherworld as a social worker. Oh. Hanging around, having to, like go in between walls because you're flat <laughs> or something or like sit and call num- like 1,167 whatever like just uh-huh. oh god it would just creep on and on and it on would. for eternity I think it far more likely that you and I would be that guy who's mopping the floor in the that endless hallway <laughs> we'd be the janitors of the netherworld yeah and you know the odd person every thousand years walks by and you know opens that one thing like this death's death for the dead and you yeah. know, keep walking. <laughs> yeah, and then we have to, you know, really enjoy that one conversation for the next thousand years. I was gonna say that would be exciting because they would have tracked some dirt, and we're like, finally some finally. dirt to mop. We've been mopping over here for twenty years. Thank God. Yeah. That, yeah. So there you go. I don't disagree. Uh, I didn't know if you, I was like, well, you know, it's a fun movie and it's fun to look at, but not take the job. No, especially if you're slid into a file in the wall and, you know. I mean, that would be the best I've ever looked. <laughs> Certainly your thinnest. <laughs> Is this my good side? There's no, and, th- and there would be no mirrors for me to see it. No mirrors. Not a one. Not a one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Were you paying attention? We tried to flag you oh. down as Charles no, we made his announcement. Did you hear it, Boas? Oh, no, we didn't. We were right in the middle of the show, and we were doing a big countdown of the worst jobs. Funny story. We were talking about working as a sheriff no. when the blob came no. up. Oh, no, dear. We have, no, dear. We have to tell you what Charles was talking about. What did he say? Oh, it's not, is it, oh, I'm marrying a woman and it's, we're really in love. Some dumb crap like that. No, no dear. It's, it's much bigger than that, dear. He's running for mayor of Busheltown. Oh, yes. And it seems he's already garnered the support of the local contractors union. Oh, my, oh my God. I'm looking over his truck now. Look at that. Charles for Meyer. Oh, he meant mayor. He spelled it wrong. Well, they, I guess Uh-oh. they get it. But he's never going to be the mayor. He's uh, The contractors union is such a small union. He's not. It's not like he has Cliff and Kendall's support behind him. Because he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we will do the best we can to help him. But I'm not sure it's such a good idea of Busheltown. You know, I, I don't know if he has the best ideas in... in, in I don't know if he has the best... Intentions. Oh, Sugarlum, you know, just leave it to us. I think if we coach him and tell him all the right things to say, why, Charles the Contractor could become a great leader for Busseltown if, if he just listens to you, dear. Oh, well, now there's an idea. Maybe we can coach him to be a better mayor. Maybe you could. You could be sort of the Dick Cheney's behind the George Bush, but oh. in a good way. Oh, or or maybe you could just run for mayor instead and tell him to get out of the race. 
No, now, dear, you know, we, we must all allow everyone to run if they want yes, to. Yes, and we've already missed the cutoff for nominating ourselves. Oh, well, Oops. I wish somebody had told me I would have nominated both of you to run as co-presidents. Well, I'm sure that there are a bunch of other people listed as running. You know, the last mayor was a horse, so I'm sure there's probably a duck running that will yeah. easily outpace Charles in the polls. But all right, well, so if you guys don't mind, we do have to finish up this countdown, and you know, before the big name act starts here at the Rock oh, Festival. Oh yes, dear. Well, well, we'll go talk to Charles now and see if we can help him find some clothes for his next announcement, because he really was in the improper attire for this. Oh, oh yes, I have a wonderful tie you can borrow. Oh, what a splendid idea, Charles! Dear, we're coming. Dear, we're going to help you. So speaking of the worst job, the worst Charles as mayor. <gasps> Oh, Kendall, if a horse could do it, you know, all horse, can, maybe Charles can do it, too. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd vote for the horse. All right, Cliff, oh. let's continue on this countdown. Uh, we're at number two. Kendall, when I think to myself of just terrible movie jobs, this seems like a job that you might think is terrible even in a, just a regular way. Not that. Oh, that is a terrible job. (laughs) But I bet that they make a pretty penny. And Uh, a penny maker? If you work, no. (laughs) But if you work, you know, for the public works department, kind of where you have to go down in the sewers and fix clogs and the pipes and stuff and wrench things and do water mains with all the the stuff down there and the uh you know rain gutters and it would be you know you might think ugh, i don't want to do that under normal circumstances even with the hefty paycheck that hopefully comes along with something like that but wouldn't it just be even worse if you had to do it in the movie it and every time you go down there Who's just, you're trying to unclog some human waste in the sewers. And then you are human waste. <laughs> and then right behind you, it's pretty, pretty wise. And even though he's one of the sexiest people to that might kill you, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but, you know, he's dead. Beyond the thrill of that he would do anything to you at all, you know, that you're dead. Because Pennywise, and he might do it in the form of something really scary that's not hot and sexy like him, the clown. He might turn it into something else, like a bunch of eyeballs or something. Oh, and then you'll float away. You'll float too. Yeah. And then you do float on top of all, on top of all the human waste, way down in the sewer. You were killed by Pennywise. You're That's, living no more. And, yes. and on top of all of so it, bad. like having to clean poop right before you go. That's that's even worse. Then I think that would have been the best part of your day. I know, well, see, when you were like, oh, one of the worst jobs, you're like cleaning sewers. I'm like, oh, that is the worst. And they're like <laughs> with Pennywise. And you're like, oh, God, that was the best part of the job. I couldn't agree more, Cliff. That's a terrible job. And, Ooh, you know, so bad. there's only one more that could that could even top it. And, and this job is not even... Simply I mean, the worst. It's more than a job. It's like, I'm sure it's like some sort of indentured servitude that you're having oh, to do. No. I'm talking about you are in the land of Oz after it has fallen and you are having to work 
as one of the Wheelers. Oh, Isn't explain that, that to the young teens I who know. are listening. I know. Cliff, there are no young teens listening, but I will explain <laughs> it anyway. The Wheelers, they're those people that work for, um, what's her name? The, the princess, um, I can't think of her the, name. The evil queen with the heads? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, her. Anyway, you're working for her. Wicked she, witch. She's a witch, right? Yeah, she's or a witch. Whatever. And she's mean. She's real mean. And she's like, go do this. And she just yells at you. And, and you have to go chase things. And you go through the, the desert, the deadly desert, where you turn into sand. But you're always having to be on your hands, like like crouched down, riding around uh, on wheels. It's just a horrible terrible life. Terrible back. Terrible. Yeah. I know. I, my back's uh. hurting already just thinking about it. Oh, my bottom hurts just thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never want to be a wheeler. Never, never, never. So I'm just like, nope, me neither. Yes. I'm just so in shock about this whole Charles contract with that. His truck sitting out there. I'm just staring me right in the face. I just, I'm gonna have to recover from this whole thing. Oh, maybe that's why I feel like I'm just delirious now after after that announcement and. Uh, you know, there. Uh, oh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter. She's already got. Oh, the, her friend, the tailor, uh, Mr. Taylor, the tailor. She, he's measuring him for a new pinstripe suit. Oh my god! So, what well, they shouldn't, they should not help him. Uh, this is too much. I can't take this. But, but we should have ran for co-mayors. <laughs> oh, we could have easily won. We were already been co-presidents. I know. We're just far too busy with our show to be co-mayors. It. Listen, we have a lot going on. Our store, in the strip mall, our show, on the dark web. Yeah, just too much. then this. <laughs> There's no time for being co-mayor. You know? No. <laughs> Not with all the great you know, offerings on Hulu and Disney Plus these days. <laughs> Speaking of, we have to go look for some more wonderful jobs to do in the movies. Oh, because you know listeners are going to be like, please, more. They're going to be like, hey, Oliver. Please, Cliff, can we have some more? I assume since we don't get any emails, the emails would say, more please, part two. If we did, if there were a way, yes. Yeah. (sighs) All right, Kendall, I've got to go. I'm just so (laughs) out of sorts with this idea of Charles as the mayor. I have have to go lay down. We'll see you here Uh, next week. (laughs) Yes, not here at the quarry. No. Oh, man, maybe it's all the rocks. Just, uh, they're getting to me. Yeah, too much rock music. Too much. A little too much. Quiz are just better. Quiz are just better. The world of the heterosexual is a sick and boring life. I'm filled with peace like a dove, but I am above. Oh, honey, I'd be so happy if you turned now. The world of heterosexual is a sick and boring life. Sick and boring life. Sick and boring life. Sick and boring life.